On today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we're going to talk about some of the comments of Andrew Burnett on some of the comeback attempts by the Panthers. We're also going to give an update on Aaron Ekblad's injury status. And then we're also going to talk some Frozen Four as the championship game is set on Saturday night. We're going to discuss that all and more on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Friday, April 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So it's a game day in South Florida. The Buffalo Sabres will be visiting the Florida Panthers as they uh, come to town uh, for their fourth and final matchup of the season between these two Atlantic Division rivals. And a little bit of a record set for the Buffalo Sabres just a few days ago after being eliminated from playoff contention. Now 11 seasons that the Buffalo Sabres have gone without making the playoffs, beating the previous record of the Florida Panthers of where they went 10 seasons without making the playoffs and it's funny because looking at the calendar and looking at it as far as years the years um when you don't consider the 0405 lockout it makes it look so much worse with what the panthers have uh been through um in the in that 12 year span um with a lockout in between of course making it in 2000 and getting swept in round one by the new jersey devils and um, of course, all the ownership change as well. And, and at that time, a recent move uh, north of Miami-Dade County as well. So new record, and the Florida Panthers can, <laughs> as far as a franchise, they don't they can exhale a little bit the fact that they don't have that record. But of course, a lot of the players of of those teams aren't even around anymore, and, and even part of the uh, franchise, different ownership group. So a, a, a little bit of news and updates based on that. So, but. Buffalo, I mean, even even with them not making the playoffs in the last 11 years, there's some prom- promising uh, prospects, uh, especially goalie depth. And um, we talk about a former uh, Florida Panther uh, goalie, um, Devin Levi, who was traded for Sam um, Sam Reinhart, uh, Uka Pekalukkanen, who's uh, um, who's up and de- who's been up and down uh, Rochester, and uh, Eric Portillo, who's the goalie for the University of Michigan. We're gonna get more into the Frozen Four in the third and final segment of the show. But yeah, um, the Florida Panthers, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about Andrew Burnett and what he had to say on Thursday after practice about, about how exciting it is for us as fans to watch these kind of comebacks. And even before listening to Andrew Burnett and what he had to say is saying that this makes coach, coaches sleepless. Uh, he's had text messages saying about how, wow, incredible comeback. Congratulations. But this is, this for coaches is such a, it's, it's hard. It's hard being behind the bench and seeing some of the defensive lapses that happen sometimes. And I also 
decided to look back at some of the three goal comebacks that the Florida Panthers have had this season. There, there's been five of them total in the, in the season. And all of them, what they have in common is that they were starts by Sergei Bobrovsky in every single one of them. And the most recent time, um, not, not the most recent, the one before the, the, the devil's game just last Saturday, I was thinking to myself, it's been a long time since the, since a goalie has been pulled for the Florida Panthers in, in a game due to performance instead of injury. I mean, we've seen it in Washington with um, a concussion spotter for Sergei Bobrovsky, but just a, just a week, a week later um, when the first go round that the um, Buffalo Sabres came to town, that was the first time um, that Sergei Bobrovsky was pulled due to performance. And that was the second time that week that the Florida Panthers had had that three goal comeback. And some of them, of, of course, like we said the other day, some of them are um, are on Bob and some of them are on the defense about how they protect their goalie. And it just goes, it just seems that when Spencer Knight does come in, they the 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 team wants to protect a 20-year-old uh, more. So, of course, they perform a little better. And some of the numbers that the Florida Panthers have had in the month of March, I'm going to go a little bit over some of the numbers that they had and where they ranked in the, in the league. Some of them are a little bit concerning through three games, but of course through three games in, in April and eight days um, in the, in the month where we're at right now, some of the numbers can be a little skewed. So a little bit of context there month of March um, uh, goals for, um, which are third goals against uh, second uh, fifth best power play, fourth best PK shots for first at 38.9 shots against at 28.4. So far through uh, the, First three games and first eight days, 6.33 goals for, which is a lot, of course, two seven to six wins uh, will do that for you. Uh, goals against five, of again, numbers are skewed uh, during during uh, during a small sample size. Power play percentage is slightly better, but their PK percentages right now is the worst uh, so far through the month of April. So going six of 11. And of course, um, one thing I said prior to the game against the Maple Leafs is stay out of the damn box. Stay out of the damn box, especially against the um, best uh, power play unit um, in the NHL. And I was just watching a little bit of Maple Leafs uh, stars uh, last night, and I saw Toronto score yet another power play goal. Austin Matthews now has the Maple Leaf record of most goals in a season. And a little bit of correct of a correction from the other podcast that I had with Jacob Winans um, the other day. Uh, saying how Jonathan Huberto had four goals. He actually has two goals, six points, two goals. Uh, I, I meant to say four assists. So got that number a little bit incorrect, but still um, Jonathan Huberto is leading the, the the head-to-head as far as points and, and goals too. He has two goals while Austin Matthews has one and an empty netter, um, but still, um, still um, ma- making a big case for uh, the MVP. But look at, look, we, let's talk about shots against uh, three more, three more shots against um, through the month of April averaging for what they had in the whole month of March and then shots for five more, but let's just put a little bit of context here with this. The Florida Panthers have just really throughout this, these three games have most mostly been playing uh, from, from behind for the most part um, throughout these two, um, two games, um, three games. And they, it, it has required three, three periods throughout that of the nine so far where they have, where they have had 20 plus shots on goal. Each game has provided at least one time where they've had 20 plus shots on goal. One of them, 23, the other one, 22 and the other one right at 20. And 
Andrew Burnett, again, he says that this is uh, there's a little bit of details that um, and he talks about players getting a little disconnected when it comes to this time of year. But of course, this is where this is where when you have a comeback like that and then you come um, pra to practice and then they the coaches talk in the locker room, which things some certain things, of course, will stay behind closed doors as they should be. That's where you really start to learn and make the adjustments really needed in order for some of these things to happen again. Because if this happens in the playoffs, then alarms really are going to go off uh, for uh, for myself and of course for all of you. There's gonna there there as, as there should be. There should be some alarms even if they do come back and win again. And the the five comebacks in NHL records. Sure, the Florida Panthers might be down in some games, and you can never count them out, but if if this is a Stanley Cup final setting, good luck trying to catch up to some of the other teams, some of the more elite teams in the NHL uh, when the Florida Panthers are uh, trying to make a comeback. And of course, um, starting games uh, games out and and the focus that that the Panthers have right out of the gate. And it's not to say that they're not focused in general. It's just really, it's just really the 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 few minute spans that they're there, they give up some of these goals. Some of them are just uh, reaching out with a stick instead of using their body. And then um, players get beat. And then that exposes your goalie. And sometimes that happens right in the middle of the ice. And that's really what, what Andrew Burnett and company are hoping to happen. So that, um, so that is what, what uh, the coaching staff is hoping to prevent. And of course, with uh, a team in Buffalo that, the Florida Panthers just saw not even not even a week ago. There, the coaching staff is hoping that with a familiar opponent that they had just recently, that they can get off to a better start. And this is going to be a front end of a back to back for the Florida Panthers as they uh, will face the Nashville Predators on Saturday night. And a little bit of a TV note for you guys: um, let a reminder that um, Saturday's game against Nashville will be a Bally Sports Sun uh, broadcast. More. Um, um, not uh, Bally Sports Florida due to the Marlins uh, season being back. And if you're on YouTube and you see me, you, I am wearing Marlins gear. I'm wearing my jersey and, and a hat celebrating opening day and with the Masters uh, coming up and the playoff push for the NBA and NHL. This is the best time of year. And the Frozen Four as well. March Madness is over. So it, it's it's pretty it's a pretty good time uh, to be a sports fan. April and October are the uh, two of the best sports months, uh, in my opinion. I, I really don't see a, a big debate on which uh, which month uh, is a better sports month than uh, those two. But in the next segment, we're going to talk about an injury update to the Florida Panthers and talk more about their special teams uh, units as they um, as they face off against the Buffalo Sabres tonight at FLA Live Arena. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And this is the time of year where I've pretty much given up on all, all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, then you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not tasty protein bar. They're a treat and covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana green pie. So good. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs included. Yes, 100% real chocolate. At Bilt Bar, they are all about taste. They make it delicious first. They figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. 
at built.com. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, April 8th edition of the show. And I didn't say this at the top of the show, but uh, no Fairbanks Friday today, as you notice, if you only hear me talking, our schedules for recording did not align uh, this week, but so, but no, no, no worries. Uh, Nick will be back uh, next Friday to discuss um, uh, all things Florida Panthers when he comes on. So wish, wish the best for Nick uh, this week as well. We've been, we, we've still been in contact as well. So uh, can't, can't wait to have him on uh, next week, but um Andrew Burnett did provide an update on Aaron Ekblad's injury status that he has started skating. We are eight. We are at April eighth. The injury that happened for Aaron Ekblad um, happened just um, a few a few weeks. Um, the that Anaheim game. I'm looking up the date because I don't have that memorized uh, at on the top of my head. Uh, Mar- uh, Mar- March eighteenth uh, w- was when. Um, was when Aaron Eckblad suffered that injury against Anaheim. Um, of course, the opposite leg that happened uh, from the previous time when he fractured his leg in uh, in Dallas looks like. Um, of course, of of course, uh, they're not going to disclose some of the injuries. But if it is something like a high ankle sprain, that's something that um, players really do need to be careful with because any um, sometimes um, we um, doctors and of course players they can have the confidence in. Um, trying to uh, skate and get back, but sometimes you got to be careful with those type of injuries. But power play, let's talk a little bit about it. We've we've seen um, some shorthanded opportunities going the other way. Some of the puck um, going um, out of the zone and creating a, an opportunity going the other way. I mean, we saw that with Toronto, and of course, um, Toronto is very similar to Florida as far as their speed. Um, and if they get into a playoff series um, together with uh, Toronto and Florida. Um, the the Florida Panthers are really gonna need someone like Aaron Eckblad back, of course. But in the meantime, um, well, before we get to the meantime, um, we saw a little bit of a switch back to the five F um unit, which it, it, it's tough. You, it, it's tough for the the position that Andrew Burnett is, is in, trying to figure out which one is is gonna work as a placeholder. In the meantime. However, one thing that I hope that Andrew Burnett does consider in the next few weeks in these last 12 games as far as a placeholder, I mean, we know what Mackenzie Weger is. He's not really an offensive type of defenseman. He's the, the type of person, especially at even strength, who's really going to help with the takeaways. Yes, we're going to see um, him turn the puck over here and there, but uh, what he does on the defensive part of the ice um, with, with creating takeaways is really what Mackenzie Weger's uh, strength is. But I I I kind of want to see a little bit, maybe give Brandon Montour a little bit of a chance on that top power play unit in the meantime. Um, especially um, again, like I said last week, the 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 five forwards were not used to guarding the blue line, and of course, when the when a defenseman draws towards the net, you're going to ask for a forward to come back so that the so that the players can keep the puck into the zone, but. When you're working the puck around, trying to um, have the defense, um, the opposition scramble, again, other players are going to be kind of out of position. So I think that in, in give, I think that Andrew Burnett should um, give Brandon Montour maybe a little bit of power play time on that top unit just to kind of experiment. And this is a good time to experiment um, for for the pan- for the Panthers. You could see what works and what doesn't work. And so far, the, the the units haven't been perfect, 
when it comes to um, the power play. I mean, I mean, right now through through three games in April, of course, they're one third in in power play percentage. So, it, it, but the goal the goal scoring part is uh, great as far as that. But as far as going the other way while on the man advantage is a little bit of the of the con, of the concern for for the Panthers giving up some shorties um, back there. And of course, they're still trying to. Um, it, it's not more like. Um, and of course, again, numbers are skewed. You're going against the best uh, power play unit in Toronto and giving them seven opportunities. Um, that's going to hurt your numbers uh, regardless. And it's funny because the broadcast um, the other day, Randy Moeller and Steve Goldstein talked about how the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, the, the Florida Panthers have more power play goals than the Toronto Maple Leafs, but the Toronto Maple Leafs don't have as many power play opportunities as well. So what the, what that tells me is that, the of course, the obvious that the Toronto Maple Leafs make the most out of their limited opportunities. So the fact that they got seven um, power play chances and they got three of them it doesn't come as a surprise when you actually really look at the season trends that a team like Toronto ha- has had uh, this season. But, um, of course, uh, those are things that the Florida Panthers are hoping to clean up um, in the meantime. Um, of course, there's one more matchup uh, against Toronto in, in a few weeks. But um, that, again, um, uh, the, the Florida Panthers, want, once the once Aaron Eckblatt comes back, he's going to be inserted back on that top unit. And chances are, I'm going to anticipate maybe a Sherratt Eckblad top pairing. And so that Uyghur can be on his correct side, not correct side, the side that he's used to being on, on the right-hand side. And and everything can balance out more with Gudis going down to the third and Montour going uh, to the left side of the defense. So that it, it's just really figuring out what you got in the meantime and experiment and a little bit of experiment experimentation. It helps that the Florida Panthers do have a, uh, a, a, a pretty good lead in the Atlantic and a pretty decent lead in the conference, even though um, Carolina has claimed a playoff spot uh, as with their win against Buffalo Sabres uh, last night. Um, I believe Buffalo is on the second end of a uh, back-to-back um, where, where, when they come to town, um, so the Carolina Hurricanes clinched their spot, and the Florida Panthers, um, they say that they don't really look at standings, which I honestly, I believe them. I, I do believe that the Florida Panthers um, and their players um, don't look at standings. They, they look at, they, they know how many points they're separated by, but they, they don't really see like the exact numbers of how many points uh, each, uh, each team has and what the exact number of wins uh, to. But it, if they were to, in my, in my honest opinion, if they were to like uh, do that, I, I believe it would be a distraction for the players. Looking at that is more of a us fans slash podcasters type of deal. While for players, they want to focus on just playing well and being on and being and being on the ice and just performing um, to the best of their ability. Because of course, wins and and controlling your destiny, everything is going to take care of itself. And that and that is the and that is the beauty in uh in what the Florida Panthers have done. And really, I've uh scoreboard watched here and there, but it doesn't I don't have I haven't done it 
too much where it's like, okay, I have to defend on I have to depend on a team that's losing in order for the Florida Panthers to jump. I mean, this isn't the Florida Panthers of just two, three years ago where we're catching up with games in hand and hoping that other teams lose. Just as Vegas, what they're going through right now with the the amount of games in hand that the Dallas Stars have, hoping that they drop a few games so that Vegas can catch up. And Vegas just lost to Vancouver just the other night. So Vegas is in that uh, position for the first time in their franchise's history as they are uh, in danger of missing the playoffs for the first time in their four, five-year history. I mean, I mean, their, their first season was 2017. Um, if I, if uh, so fourth se- fourth season. So, so they're there. That's kind of uh, a little bit of perspective for um, your, myself and for, for you guys as the, as the Florida Panthers are just still very well in control of what they, what they have right in front of them. So, um, and again, Buffalo is on a uh, second end of a back-to-back. So advantage Panthers coming into tonight. And also um, some, um, as I'm recording this uh, podcast, it's 10 39 AM on Friday morning. Um, the Florida Panthers have released more playoff tickets for games one, um, one and two. And I guess five and seven, uh, assuming they're assuming they're going to have home ice advantage in round one, which uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident that they're not they're going to have home ice. Uh, it's they're going to have to forget how to play hockey in order for that to happen. But um, a lot of the the playoff tickets are on sale and and go get yours. Go represent this team uh, live um, live at FLA Live Arena because this is going to be a fun time for South Florida hockey as uh, we get to. Uh, towards the playoffs, which is only just a few weeks away. So in the next segment, we're going to talk more about magic numbers, and we're going to talk about a little bit of a Frozen 4 update for uh, and a Panthers prospect who's going to be playing in the championship game come Saturday night at the TD Garden in Boston. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, including this week's Masters Championship, odds, podcasts, and reviews from all different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Armando Velez solo here on this Friday, April 8th edition of the show. And no magic number updates, unfortunately, uh, because the, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Toronto Maple Leafs both won. So the magic numbers for the Florida Panthers to clinch the division is still at 17 as of this recording. And for the conference is still at 19 because, again, they have to surpass both Toronto and Carolina's maximum amount of points due to regulation wins due to the Florida Panthers having less regulation wins than both of those teams. Uh, But a little bit of a frozen four update is that um, defenseman and fourth round pick out of the 2020 draft, Michael Benning and the university of Denver will be advancing to the championship game after defeating the university of Michigan um, uh, yesterday by final score of three to two in overtime. And, Mackie Simoskevich playing on the uh, bottom six, the right wing of uh, the University of Michigan, and didn't get a uh, didn't get a point on the on the score sheet. But uh, University of Michigan, they uh, took a little bit of time to get their even their first shot on goal. Through it took a little bit of like about ten minutes to get their first shot on goal. This was on paper supposed to be probably the best uh, team in um, in NCAA hockey history, and um, they were hope they were hoping that um, the University of Michigan would be breaking their drought of uh, of not winning a championship, but a lot of players are expected to um, 
signed their ELCs, which which means that Mackie Semoskevich is likely to have a top six role for the University of Michigan ne- um, next year. Um, didn't get to catch the whole game uh, for for the first uh, first game of the Frozen Four. Did watch the, uh, the first period, and I watch a, uh, and I watch overtime. Missed the second and third period, but even seeing that first uh, period. Uh, where the University of Michigan struggled to get a single shot on goal, I did see Mackey uh, go through the go through the defense of Denver, um, try to go backhand on on um, in in the first period, but the shot attempt was blocked, and I thought that was the the first shot attempt for the University of Michigan. It's like, hey, a Panthers prospect getting the first shot on goal, but nope, it wasn't that. <laughs> so so. Uh, like what I saw, the the little bits that I saw from Mackie Semelskevich. Um, Kobe Guy of Florida Hockey Now did have an article um, talking about Michael Benning and um, the 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 University of Denver uh, on how um, how he did um, having two assists and a big block on Matty Berniers um, right in front of the net to keep the game uh, tied at two. Um, excuse me uh, for for the uh, for them to take to keep their lead at that time, and then a few minutes later. Um, uh that the the game being tied um and then of course the de- of, of course denver uh scoring in overtime uh to advance to the championship game so my defenseman michael benning uh um will be ad- going to the championship game on saturday night uh, against uh minnesota state who they won their um their uh frozen four uh, matchup against the university of minnesota um so M- Minnesota State versus Denver uh, Saturday night probably will be dual casting that along with uh, the Panthers game when they face off against the Nashville Predators. Um, so it's going to be fun. We're, we're seeing the Panthers on the ice and then seeing Michael um, Benning and uh, company. Uh, he, Michael Benning was playing on the second pairing um, pairing um, for for Denver, um, for the Denver Pioneers. So uh, uh, keep an eye out for uh, Michael Benning on uh saturday as the as the pioneers are looking to uh win their ninth championship uh in their in their team's history so that's a little bit of an update on the frozen four um craig anderson did start for the buffalo sabers um yesterday um against the carolina hurricanes so expect dustin tokarski to start for the buffalo sabers in the second time against the florida panthers in the same week we saw a lot of the on sunday about the rebound control that the that tiskarski had which gave the florida panthers a lot of their opportunities uh to create some rebounds and shots on goal and if if you're the florida panthers and you saw what happened on on sun on sunday uh the florida panthers are just even if i'm even a panthers defenseman and have the puck on the blue line honestly I would get some of the puck to towards the net and and hopefully create some some rebounds and and ho- hopefully have someone right in front of the net. One person I've been really really like happy with their performance really as of late is someone like Sam Reinhardt. Sam Reinhardt definitely um go, going right in front of the net and creating some of those opportunities and I mean two power play goals in 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 one game right in front of the net off of deflections and off of rebounds and second opportunities and second chances um is really uh is is really someone that is a younger version of Patrick Hornquist. I know Patrick Hornquist has had like a reduced role this year uh for the Panthers but to have someone and brought brought in in uh Sam Reinhardt with that with that trade with Buffalo um, first round pick next year and Devin Levi. Um, again, this is this looks like a trade once again that is something that's favoring both sides because we talked about at the top goalie depth for the Buffalo Sabres is, is even better than it was um, with Portillo, Ukapekalukanen, 
and um, Devin Levi um, as well. So, so a lot of encouraging signs for both sides in, in a, in a trade like this. And um, Devin Levi didn't start for team Canada in the Olympics, but he's been a top 10 player in NC in the NCAA this year, being a, being uh, a top 10 um, candidate for the Hobie Baker. So just uh, cheering on a uh, former Panthers uh, prospect, um, uh, Devin Levi. And something I didn't mention on the show last week, former uh, Panthers prospect, uh, Emil Hyman, who was traded in the Sam Bennett trade to Calgary, and then Calgary traded him to uh, Montreal and part of the Tyler Toffoli trade uh, just a few days ago. He has signed his ELC as well. So congrats to former Panthers prospect, Emil Hyman, as well for signing his uh, ELC. So um, also this is the time of year where we had to be on the lookout of some college free agents who could sign with the Panthers. I mean, just last year, we talked about Matt Kierstead out of uh, the university of um, North Dakota um, signing with the Florida Panthers. And now um, we're going to see a little bit more of that. So expect some of that activity to um, come in the, in the next few days. And with the Panthers being as good as they are now, expect, um, expect some of the players to just look at this destination. And again, I can't emphasize this enough that it's it's now more than just sunshine and lack of state income taxes the, that people want to come over here. It's even college free agents seeing that the success and the foundation that has been set by Bill Zito, Andrew Burnett and company is why uh, certain college free agents are free agents in general would like to would like to come over to Sunrise, Florida. So going to be exciting to see who are going to be the guys who come to South Florida and who are going to be the other uh, people who are going to sign with the Florida Panthers even this summer, even though the Florida Panthers will be in a little bit of a cap crunch uh, this summer, but really something uh, to look forward to as the Florida Panthers are looking to better off their uh, foundation. And it's it's crazy with 20, um, excuse me, 12 games left that the, that the Panthers are still setting records and, it's it's to the point now where so many records have been set that you I have to even look back and say okay what was the record on this one okay yes this one this one and just write it down and just keep a note of what the honestly I have to put a post it note like right in front of me on my wall and just say okay this is the record that they set on this day because there's just so many <laughs> that it's that could, it could be a little bit hard uh, to keep up even for someone like me who uh, talks about this team on the daily and just uh, more records are going to uh, be set as this uh, regular season comes to a close. So it's, it's exciting. Be, continue to be excited about this team and still keep this energy alive. And you, the Florida Panthers fans are starting are still continuing to keep this energy alive just by buying tickets to, um, to the playoff games that, that the Florida Panthers will be hosting uh, out in Sunrise, Florida, in the next few weeks. So it's 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 a fun time here um, in South Florida, and 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 a fun time for to be a Florida Panthers fan. So again, hop on. And one other news and notes, and kind of a, a plug for my friend Jacob Winans over at PantherParkway.com. He posted part two about building a championship culture uh, for the Florida Panthers and comparing it to the Miami Heat, and and a little bit like he said, a little bit of a laid back article based on where the Florida Panthers are trying to build as they uh, build, again, a foundation for winning. And, of course, the contracts here that are going to continue to be here after this season, that this is, once again, a sustainable product for this Florida Panthers team, not only this year, but for the next three or four years uh, for, for this team. So 
the Florida Panthers, of course, they take out the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Um, the And then um, ex- the Florida Panthers do not have a morning skate. Andrew Burnett is expected to speak to the media at 445. Um, so I, if I had to guess, if I had a crystal ball on who I think is going to start in net for the Panthers, I'm going to say it's going to be Spencer Knight starting against the Buffalo Sabres um, on the on the front end of a back-to-back. And then Sergey Bobrovsky, I'm going to assume, will get the start against Nashville on Saturday night. Usually um, the younger the younger guy going against the 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 worst team um, points percentage wise in, in this situation. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess that Spencer Knight is going to be the starter for the Florida Panthers. Follow along on, uh, on my personal Twitter, Mondoman 12 and the locked on Florida Panthers uh, Twitter page at LO underscore FLA Panthers to see updates on who will be starting in net for the Florida Panthers and who will be uh, inserted back into the lineup. Because of course, Noel Chari is still, still out. Uh, Patrick Horquist was inserted back into the lineup surprisingly the other day. Um, after uh, the Florida Panthers, um, it looked like he wasn't going to play on Tuesday, but still, um, check out um, those pages for more news and updates um, as as we head towards puck drop tonight at 7 p.m. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, don't forget to subscribe to and listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Stu Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.